0: Feel the fear and do it anyway. Good things come to those who work hard and never give up. Be better than you were yesterday. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Be the best version of yourself because somebody else has already taken.
1: Don't be afraid to go that extra mile because when you do, you realise there aren't that many people out there. Welcome back to season two of She Has a Goal in Mind, brought to you each week by Darcy Morris and Gabriella Dukes we hear some more incredible stories from some inspirational women who work in sport. On this
0: week's episode, we chatted to professional golfer Hannah Bowen. She told us about her ambition to make golf more inclusive, her love for charity work, and goal to set up the Hannah Bowen Golf Academy, and why it's important to be your own role model. So Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the pod to chat to us. We've been wanting to record this episode for so long, but Darcy and I have just been so busy with work and everything, but we're finally here recording the third episode and it's you. So thank you.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to kind of get started and uh, and have a chat. This has been a long time coming, girls, so um, I can't wait. (laughs) Definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But of course, you are a professional golfer. And for our listeners to know, I've known you for a while. We were in college together in the same sports class. And to be honest, you were probably the first women woman that I knew that played golf, which was amazing to see, you know, someone from our area playing playing golf because you don't see that often so how did you get into golf what started all off you
2: I'm a bit of a joiner <laughs> I, I, I've joined lots of clubs um, I just love joining clubs so I was in book club crime prevention I did football you name it I was in it um, so golf just became a natural club to join on top of that so with my school we had a local sort of um, golf club where we used to go to the local range during lunch times and then from that um, my dad had a friend who played golf for a local golf club called Glynny and he said that they were doing girls golf um, starter sessions so I went up really loved it and the rest kind of became history I became a member of the golf club golf was the the first sport that I kind of really fell in love with it's one of the only sports that you can learn. So you didn't didn't have to be naturally gifted at it. You could learn at your own pace. We have a thing called the handicap system, which meant you could be any ability and play with any other ability. So that's kind of why and where I fell in love with it. And to be honest, I stayed because of the welcome of the club. Um, it just treated me like one of their own. It was a community. And they made it as cheap as possible for me to kind of take part. Uh, well, as cheap as golf can be, I don't know how much you know, but it's quite... a. Uh, expensive sport so they tried to keep it as cheap as possible they were very inviting Um, I became part of kind of the golfing family so I think that's why I stayed was because of that kind of attitude and and welcome but um, yeah I loved it absolutely loved it
1: so did you have any female role models in the club that you could look up to and think that you could be that good playing golf one day
2: um, so it wasn't necessarily how good they were, but there was a woman who dedicated her time to help us. And um, she really welcomed us. She's she's getting on a bit now. I'm still keeping in touch with her. But her name was Evelyn and she just was fantastic. So it was about five of us girls that really took it up. And she would come every weekend. She'd run fun sort of coaching sessions. She taught us how to play. She got us our first handicaps. And I think without that kind of role model, that, that lady who gave up her time for us, we I wouldn't I wouldn't be playing golf now today and then um, on top of that also uh, it kind of spurred me on to be my own kind of role model and now I take coaching classes I became a fully qualified coach and I now run classes I get girls and women involved and I want to encourage the next generation of golfer so I think that side of it and seeing the compassion and and the enthusiasm from her helped me grow my own compassion and enthusiasm also, um, I've got to admit my biggest role models were my family as well. So my parents were really, really encouraging and, um, they gave up a lot of their time to help me. My dad, my mom, my mom would, has always been there and she's still there today and supports me in sort of anything I do. Um, and my dad, he was just fab. So he'd give up time. He'd take me up to the golf club. We'd spend hours up there uh, pouring mm-hmm. down the rain and he wouldn't complain once. And, and there was a lot of times where I used to play tournaments and he'd, uh, to a tournament after working a night shift take me to the tournament walk the course with me and and if you know golf you know it's not a short amount of time we were on there yeah. for about four or five hours yep. and then he would um be doing a night shift that night so he'd go in have a quick nap come in for the prize presentation and go back to work so it's that kind of dedication and that kind of um drive and encouragement from them kind of helped me today i i wouldn't be where i am today saying that i'm a professional golfer if it wasn't wasn't for them 100 yeah
1: it's a lot of dedication
0: yeah it takes so much dedication and to have that for support from your family is amazing as well to see and you know to see them support you and like you say come from a night shift and take you straight there you know it, it all contributes is not it to like the person you are i know so, so lovely to hear but you mentioned that like, you would like to encourage more women and girls to play golf as well. And I read that you're a, an ambassador for the Golf Union of Wales. So tell us a bit about that and what your role is there, trying to encourage more
2: people to take part. Um, so um, about six, nearly seven years ago, I became a professional golfer. And with that, I became a coach. Um, I decided to become an ambassador with the Golf Union of Wales to help. With new to golf, so we run schemes that get girls and women into golf, not just girls and women. I want to make golf all-inclusive, and it can be, it can be one of the most inclusive sports in the world. It has the opportunity, it's just getting it out there so people know. So I run clinics um for disability golf. I do the Chinese Autistic Society and um blind golf. And I, I want to run more, I think it's really important to show that inclusivity. Um, I try and do it as cheap as possible because that is one of the barriers that golf has it it's it has that stigma of being quite a wealthy sport so um through that I run pretty much free or very cheap coaching clinics depending on which time you come to get girls and women involved and and I've done lots with loads of different themes I want to make it as fun as possible to get them involved so we've done Greece themed um we've done Hawaiian pirate has just gone because it was international pirate Mm -hmm. day not so long ago so it's the kind of Spread the word, change the perception that golf is a stuffy old man's sport. Mm. It is still male dominant, um, and I'm not finished with my job yet, and I don't think I'll ever be. But if um, I can just be one of, you know, of a few who are trying to make a change and make a change for the good to get women into the game, then I'm doing my job. It is moving in the right direction, not as quickly as I'd like, but I think we all have to be kind of the needle that pushes it in that right direction. And I think the work that I do with the Golf Union of Wales and the work that I do with my club, I have a club called Garnon that is just absolutely incredible. They're very encouraging. And we have so many volunteers. They do it for free. They come every Amazing. weekend for free. And they just, they just, they get involved. They're stuck in and they get the junior. We just encouraged, um, we have about 50 ladies in the last year, to take up new to golf in, in, in our club. Um, and again it's it's incredible without the volunteers without um, coaches and clubs who are willing to make the golf very cheap now and trying to encourage players to come in Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be moving in that direction so it's really important and the work I do with them is really important I just hope that it can be inclusive one day and and everyone will see how good golf is.
1: (laughs) So the charities that you work with um, did they contact you? Did you try to contact them to to, to try and get involved?
2: Um, so basically um there aren't a lot of female pros out there we've already kind of established yeah. that hopefully there'll be more and maybe some more girls coming up the ranks after even just listening to this podcast but um a lot of charities contact me to help with their sort of charity golf day. i love charity work i've always loved it and and, yeah. and i've done quite a bit for loads of different charities i am an ambassador for one in particular for gloves are on and we're looking to get a hannah bowen school of golf similar to your school of rock yeah. Where we can encourage, uh, we can get budding golfers involved um, and create a scholarship program to help them with their kind of mental health. We've, I think Gab, you were involved oh, wow. in this as well, getting mental health in the school yes. curriculum. Yes. So um, we've just achieved that. And I'm hoping that with the Hannah Bowen School of Golf, which isn't going to be easy. And um, don't get me wrong, it's going to take a lot of planning to get it right. But with that, we'll be able to encourage mental health because golf has some mental health benefits. Sport has mental health benefits. And it teaches you valuable skills. And I know through through golf, you can learn those valuable skills too. So that's the plan there. But then also, um, I work with other charities so like um, I work with BBC Children in Need. A lot of these uh, companies come to me to run Beat the Pro events. Basically, I like making golf fun. And there's nothing better than getting money off people on a golf day than having a bit of fun. So um, I work with a lot of different companies to try and do this. A lot of the work with them is free. Uh, a few of them are paid, which is nice. Look, I pay the bills somehow. <laughs> but A lot of the work I do with these charity days is free. And I could just give up my time um, at a personal cost. But to help uh, a charity who, who needs it or or could um could do with the money so um that is kind of why I got involved and where I got involved and I do think you know the more more people we can help and the more we can get the word out that sort of golf is a good sport we're doing some good things we're encouraging charity work we you know and it may be um, a sport that at the moment I'm trying to take down the barrier of cost like I said it is an affluent sport originally, so there's a lot of players who do who are in the sport that do have money that they can uh, put towards charity. So it's a good way to end at the same time, kind of promoting the sport and promoting females in the sport. So that's mm. kind of the role there. I like doing good deeds, I love doing the charity work, mm. it's good fun. Um, everyone gets involved there's nothing better than kind of if somebody doesn't already do it it, i think it's good for your karma go go and get yourself a charity event you can (laughs) volunteer your time at. i just definitely think it helps it helps your mental health it helps me anyway and you you learn so much and you realize how grateful and thankful you are for your own health and and Mm. and all these you know it it gives you purpose as well because you know that actually i can help people so if i wasn't around you know how how could i help people so yeah. I, I think that's very important and that's kind of linking into the mental health side of it too
1: yeah I agree with you I love helping people and charity work is so fulfilling isn't it especially when you you know you've made someone happy or you've made, you've you've done something different for them and they've enjoyed it so yeah I I, I love that I think that's really important yeah
0: exactly I agree and I feel like you know you get what you put in as well with charity work you know the more you put in you get you have so many benefits from it. like you mentioned like the mental health side or even just making friends as well you know you like some of these charities can be come like a family to you you know because you're working with them all the time so it's definitely amazing and I can see how passionate you are about the work that you do as well so well done to you when you work so hard fair play to you thank you very much I love the
2: work I do and I think the main point is you've got to because you know I could be doing a job that meant that I'd made a lot more money and that I was financially so much more secure. But why would I do that when I can do something I love every day and mm, I can help yeah. so many more people uh, and get out a little bit more to a wider r- range of people and an audience? So that's, mm. that's why I love what I do. No, yeah.
0: you can definitely see that. But going back to then being a professional golfer, how do you get to that point then? Because I don't really know that much about sport about golf <laughs> myself. So tell us, how would you get into being a professional golfer? Where does that status come into it?
2: It really all depends on which route you go in. Um, my route was through the PGA, so the Professional Golfers Association. Uh, I did an actual degree in golf. Wow. <laughs> and it, oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's in Birmingham University, so I did a degree in golf with a uh, foundation degree for the PGA um, I had to become an apprentice I worked alongside a professional already um, and I didn't just become a pro golfer in terms of I had to be able to score particular scores and I had to be able to play in a certain amount of tournaments a year but we got taught that professional golfer is the heart of the golf club so I, I got to, to learn all about retail I got to learn about business. I got to learn about club fitting, coaching. So it was kind of being an all that even sports science and then diving into that sort of mental health benefits that golf has. So it was an all-round kind of degree. And for me, um, the best thing about sort of doing the PGA and becoming a professional through that route was that regardless of kind of playing, I have I can almost do, run any role in a golf club mm. or I could have any role in the golf club. So eventually I'll get a bit older golf would be a bit harder to play compete yeah. and, and and there's not a lot of money I don't know how much you know about female golf but um contrary to what you may think there's not a lot of money in in female professional golf especially in comparison to male professional golf and it is a sport where um if you don't perform and it's very likely that you're, you're not going to perform every week because golf's one of those sports but yeah. you're not making any money that you're not getting any income coming in and you're spending a lot on tournaments you end up spending all your money um playing but then not get anything back so regardless of that being a pj professional means that i can still work in the golf industry so even if uh playing then becomes a thing of the past like i still coach that was kind of the route i took it was three years and it was one of probably the hardest three years i've ever done in my life but it was all worth it i've now got the degree um my seventh year as a pro and i i've never looked back so that was one route there's also other routes people you can turn pro automatically anyone could say they're pro and you can start playing professional tournaments doesn't mean you're gonna play very well but anyone (laughs) can do it so you can just sort of turn through just turn in you could one of you girls oh i'm pro (laughs) so there is that option as well and then through that you can enter what is called q school so through q school um you can get your ladies european tour cards um, or your kind of let access cards so that's another route you can go on also but I went the PGA route because I wanted to have a backup to play in, and I wanted to be able to help as many people as I could through me becoming a professional golfer a coach. Mm. I, I love playing, and, I, and I'm not ready to give that up. But the truth is, I'm absolutely love coaching too, and getting girls and guys and, and, and all sorts of uh, people from different walks of life into golf. You know, it, it, that's that's the beauty of what what the sport that I do is that, like I said, it's inclusive. Anyone can play it. We just need to show people that that is the case
1: yeah yeah definitely that's incredible I didn't even know a degree in golf I've had a few lessons now because I've always just wanted to play on a course but I thought well I need some lessons (laughs) first because I literally couldn't hit a (laughs) golf ball but I I can now but I think I should come and have some lessons with you
2: (laughs) definitely come down if either of you want to come down for lessons or if you want to just see the. Pictures, my gosh yes or yeah. even if you want to come to one of my crazy golf clinics where we just have a bit of fun I mean I got one planned that for sounds Christmas, good so cross fingers that like, was ahead you girls are more than welcome to come down and see what we're all about so you can get a proper taste of what crazy golf
0: (laughs) can be oh definitely I I, I need lessons (laughs) I (laughs) definitely need lessons from like the crazy golf that I've done oh my god I need lessons
1: who would you say then in the golf world is your idol inspiration do you know what this that's always a really
2: difficult question because I think um as golfers we can do better Mm. and as golfers that I've seen they can do better I suppose I never really had a golfing idol when I was growing up and playing golf myself. As such, I did have role models like that lady from the club, but apart from that, I never had anyone famous that I really looked up to. Um, only because I think for me, golf is such an individual sport. You can be as individual as you like playing it. Um, and it takes so many different characters and people to play it that you're kind of, i am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the automatic... Was it Matthew McConaughey said this? I think in one of his speech. I wanted to be my own role model. So I wanted to be me and inspire other girls to play and not lose the sight of having, you know, golf can sometimes be quite an intimidating sport. Golfers can be sometimes be quite intimidating people. But I will go to a tournament and I will talk to everyone and I will laugh and I will joke and I won't. I won't get too serious. I am taking it seriously, but I want other yeah. people to see that I can. you can enjoy and it is a sociable sport and I can sort of talk to everyone and give my balls out to little girls who, who dream of being in, in, on the same sort of stage that I'm on because uh, we're entertainers. I think what people forget is even in any sport you do, you're still an entertainer. So you've got to be able to entertain your crowd and you've got to be able to get them involved. And I think golf has had this perception of being quite, old-fashioned just because everyone's so quiet, little claps. We are moving in the right direction. (laughs) I don't know what you've seen in terms of kind of golf tournaments lately, but they have turned into bigger arenas and your Ryder Cup has become more kind of like a football match and there's more cheering and there's more shouting and there's more in terms of crowds getting involved. So I think that's really important that we keep that and keep moving in the right direction when it comes to that. So I don't really have anyone that I really look up to at the moment um there are a few golfers that i i like and i like their personalities beef for example i don't know if you know him he's fantastic at the game i think that he has a really good um kind of persona and um he signs autographs he gives out to, to the youngsters so i think those are really important qualities i think through my life what i look for in a role model and a golfer has changed just purely because of the mm-hmm. role that i'm doing so if you are helping the younger generation and if you are giving your time to the audience, because the reason that we, we are even on that stage is because the audience are behind us wanting us to be on that stage. So I think any of the kind of guys that give to sign their autographs, anything like that is fantastic. OK, I will admit that everyone loves Tiger. <laughs> yeah. him, but he's still a legend yeah. even though um he's not very well at the moment he's still a legend but yeah um, anyone who kind of entertains there's a few that I've seen give out autographs and and, and that's fantastic and that's and that's why I want to be I want to be that role model and, and and help those girls and boys think do you know what I could play and I could be a really good person and and I could encourage other people too so that's kind of where I see it and where I wanted to go and I want to be my own role, role model I don't want to live under the shadow. I love anymore, that. I so yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely. I love that. And like you mentioned that, of course, it's an individual sport really, isn't it? So would you say then having that sort of personality is, is such an important part of it, especially with like social media these days? I know mm-hmm. you have quite a big following on Instagram, for example. So
2: how does that play a part in you as a golfer? A lot of the money that female golfers in particular will get is through sponsorships. So um, there's good and bad in social media. We all know, know that, I think. Um, but I don't think there's anything technically wrong with social media. It's just how we use it. So it's just using it for good or bad. So as long as we keep on using it for good. And I don't know about you, but a lot of the time we need it for work. So for me, it is a way of drumming up sponsors and getting people to help towards my career in golf. Like I said, it's not cheap. It's, it's one of the probably most expensive sports. In the world, so um, and it doesn't get any easier when you turn pro. You still have to pay your entry fees, and you still have to kind of go forward. So social media is a way of doing that. It's also a way of getting messages out there. Um, if I ever get to a stage where I ever made enough money that I could help, and uh, or had enough following that I could help more people, I I, w- I would 100% do that. I want to send out kind of messages of let's change the sport I'm in, let's work towards a different kind of brighter future. There's there's It's conflict for me in terms of sort of social media because something that I see as well, which is quite unfortunate, is that a lot of brands will be more towards an influencer than they will a professional athlete. I don't know if you've had this conversation with any of the um, athletes you spoke to so far, but it's really frustrating in my sport that um, almost knowledge and um, dedication uh, and talent in a sport these days doesn't mean that much in comparison to Instagram following, which is mm. such a shame oh, because so I know bad. so many, incred- it's so bad and, and and I know so many incredible sort of athletes that get knocked down, like we have to buy our own equipment, I don't know, I, I've seen three girls in the past year have to quit playing professional golf and go into kind of full retail jobs or, or jobs like that just purely because they can't afford to do it anymore. They, or, me, or they just mentally can't do it anymore because they're not getting the help and support that they need within the industry. And the bigger brands like your kind of, not, you know, your Titleist, your Callaway and that, they're not giving the the sponsorship to the athletes. They're giving the sponsorship to the beginner golfers who have lots of following, who are influencers, Instagram influencers. So it is quite frustrating to see that, you know, knowledge, like I said, and talent in my industry unfortunately isn't seen above Instagram following, so that's the only thing that kind of saddens me a little bit about mm-hmm. my industry. And I'd love to change that, but do I you can't believe do, do you think it will change? Um, I don't know. Honest truth, one thing I will say is I think that um, the, the fads will change in terms of at the moment, um there is this big influx in following beginner golfers, but I don't think that's going, you know, once they do something that isn't, once there are a lot of beginner golfers that get the same kind of hype, then the novelty wears off, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So then maybe they will look more towards their athletes. Um, I don't know. Honest truth. I would like to say that there is more calling for um, your knowledge and your ability and and your dedication to the sport over um, how many followers you can get. But I don't know, we live in this modern world. I never thought I would have got this far now. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. Potentially I could be wrong. Um, but maybe the whole point of this is, yes, we are athletes, but maybe we still have to start thinking of ourselves as entertainers to survive in this industry. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have to change as athletes. We can't just be good at our sport anymore. We've got to be able to give things to um, the world. We have to be able to be models and, and uh, we have to be able to speak on TV, maybe be presenters, run broadcasts we have to also be able to um we have to be adaptable to change we have to be able to be in loads of different fields not just be good at our sport anymore yeah we're expected to to be able to do other things so I think yeah we now have to look at ourselves fully as we are entertainers who may need to go on a few reality tv shows you know (laughs) 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 try try and help our our careers go and Maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing because then it would promote our sport a little bit more widely in terms of the athletes in it. But who knows? I mean, uh, you couldn't pay me enough money to go on. I'm a celebrity. I do not like snakes. so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do not, I do not see that in my future, but I could see a couple of other girls <laughs> that I know maybe doing that. But yeah, I think it's, it's a different world we live in. So we have to adapt very quickly to, to it, to be honest. Yeah, it's very true.
0: Mm, I think that's such a good way of looking at it as well. I suppose now nowadays it's about being the whole package, isn't it? Rather than just being, like you said, good at the sport. It's it's crazy to think that, you know, that might not be enough these days because of, like you said, the world we live in. So, you know, I suppose that's a good
2: positive way to look at things, definitely. We, we've got to spin it in a different way. We can't if we just keep thinking negatively. And I mean, I've I've been accustomed to doing that. Um, and during the lockdown, I think it was a major kind of thought in my head am I going to continue this am I going to you know this is not fair but there is more sponsorship out there for sort of influencers then I have to spin it and think you know what if you can't beat them you join them and mm. the difference we have mm. is we do have knowledge in the industry so we've got an extra leg up and and we do have that um and we do have that talent so maybe we'll just be more of a we have to be the triple threat instead of the kind of the double threat but that's that's totally fine we, yeah. we can work towards that and I hope that that is working in the right direction but we'll see this, this the world is working at a rapid pace and, and and I don't know everyone went bonkers you know when the Instagram Facebook everything went off <laughs> for a day yeah it, it was just a bedlam wasn't it it was just yeah but you know what it was actually quite nice I don't know about you to have a break yeah to no just, it was yeah it definitely <laughs> was nice yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. You've got to think of it positively. One thing I will say is, um, with this increase in sort of influence, influencing, that is an extra job that people can have. So as an extra, you know, room in the market for, for a job.
1: So, yeah, definitely. Good thing. <laughs> so talking about influencing and being the public eye, I did see that you was well you took part in Miss Wales this year which you and Gab are both familiar with uh so can you tell us a little bit more about that why you got into it have you have you done pageants before Gab you might know this but I don't (laughs) I've never
2: never done pageants before um and Gab was actually a bit of the reason why I I took part and she's always said nothing but positive things about the experience and um I think for me so I basically I went through a bit of a health scare this year um and I was looking for something to do when I couldn't play golf because I had an operation which meant I then couldn't sort of compete um and it's yeah it, it, it fell in line with kind of my ideals I mean pageants there's a lot of charity work involved I work in a male dominant industry I don't have a lot of well Female friends my age. I mean, I do love the odd singles night with the ladies in their seventies. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's not quite like a singles night with girls your own age. I love it, love it. But w- there's different reasons why I'm single and why they're single. And I- and <laughs> the um, so yeah, it was it was a good way to kind of meet like minded girls my own age, and just get to kind of be immersed. Do you know what? It was like joining a cult. And i don't regret anything i absolutely <laughs> I never love that. being part of this cult and I've, lit- I've even decided that i'm not done with pageants it's now become my hobby i think um people forget that golf isn't my hobby it's my job mm. so yeah you know, it's it's full on it's full everything's full on i do <laughs> it seven days a week some weeks so i need to have a hobby something that's completely opposite and and gives me that kind of lease of life. And that's what pageants did for me. They've they given me a lease of life. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to enter, well, I've entered one. I'm really excited to compete in my next one. And I'm really excited to see all the girls again in the next um, event that we go to. And I'm meeting up for coffees for different girls. We've gone on our nights out. I am absolutely loving, I, I wish I'd done it sooner. I won't <laughs> tell you enough, I wish I'd got immersed sooner. But um, yeah, the, it was just a kind of COVID um bad health realization that I want to try some more things because you never know when your last day is going to come mm. and I'm so glad that I did enter because I've just had the best time um and you yeah. know it wasn't easy I think people like, <laughs> you have to be an athlete to be a pageant girl I tell you some of those, warm, <laughs> those <warm laughs> smiling I think my jaw was it is yeah the, the sisterhood the sisterhood for me is just really it's been something and it's really it kind of saved me I'll be honest with you it has saved me because when I compare yeah. everyone's my um my competition mm. um, but it wasn't the same attitude in in Miss in Miss Wales or any of the kind of pageant girls I've met there's this influx of everyone's an individual mm. so you've all got something different about you that you want to show people and showcase but you've all come for one reason you want to make a difference in the world and that Mm. was no I love that for that that reason yeah I've met so many incredible women already and I'm still meeting them and I just and I want to thank Gab as well because she was so encouraging throughout the whole experience it was (laughs) nerve-wracking it's completely different for me you did amazing yeah you've been a well, can I be on? You know, you asked me role models earlier. Gab would have be would be my role model. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so nice! Oh, thank, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm so I'm, I just I, I love everything about them. So I can't wait to compete and see all the girls again. So I really excited, and I love it. Completely different to golf, though. I tell you.
1: <laughs> well, I'm oh, so
2: glad that you it.
0: took the step into that. Yeah, I'm so glad you joined the family. The pageant family and you've loved every moment and i've seen you thrive throughout it as well it's been lovely to see you grow it's so much through it. all it's and you did amazing
2: it is i've just I've, I've, I've honestly i've loved it i mean like i said that the difference between golf and that is, there's not so much muck in in uh, pageants although we did do a muddy track didn't we so yeah i think it's the polar office what i currently do and it's a good way to encourage girls who i think typically um beauty and fashion and and, and kind of dance or, or stuff like that tends to be quite important to young girls um I know you know as you're growing up so it's quite nice to kind of show that yes all those things are important but you can also emerge it with a sport and maybe put the two mm. together and be your own, mm. own person so it's kind of trying to merge both pageants and golf together and use it as a role model opportunity to show that you can do both, and you can change people's perceptions in in both industries. Because so I do think both have negative perceptions to them, but mm. it's not it's not right. Neither neither of them should have that negative yeah. perception.
1: Both are inclusive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, definitely. There and I've seen like Gab, you you doing pageants or whatever, it just it looks like it's such a confidence booster. And I love that. You, gonna no, I Darcy? Is, is yeah. Darcy going to
0: be? In? I know you should do it. We'll bring pageant? you into the pageant. Me? Get
2: you into the pageant world. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always liked if the look of that. Darcy is going to now be in a pageant as of next year. yeah. I'm going to wait for that. Maybe it would think, be good honestly, to do honestly. I it, promise you, it would be, and it's so different to kind of it's sport, a game changer, but it's also competition. It is still, it's still got that kind of athlete element to it, and it's a competition at the end. Yeah. It does have that kind of competitive athlete edge to it, too. yeah. So I think you'd especially as you've taken up golf now, we may as so, well so have yeah. you emerge. everything.
1: Oh, no, this right. time
0: next year, you no, know, you'll be in one. And you'll oh, be God. In
1: <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, so would there be any other sports you're interested in then? Do you know what? I, I love trying different sports, and
2: I will tell you, so I actually tried um, skeleton you know, Olympic skeleton. Before. Oh, yeah. Um, is that, yeah, I've actually tried that terrified uh, So you're on a tea tray essentially going down um, what is like an icy track. Mm. <laughs> so I am open to trying those different sports. That one wasn't for me, but it was, you know, you've got to try everything once. An
1: experience. Um, but yeah,
2: I, you know, one thing I will say, being an athlete, and I think all athletes will say the same, I value every sport because every sport has its own technique. Um, and it has its own sort of you've got to have commitment to a sport to be an athlete so no matter what sport it is I I kind of support it all I've watched dance I've watched snooker um, obviously football rugby rugby you know being Welsh we've all watched rugby (laughs) so yeah all all of those kind of sports Um, there's not much I wouldn't try Um, so yeah if you've got any suggestions I'd definitely take it up I think that's probably why I, I did pageants just because it was a competitive, in my head, it was kind of something competitive and slightly um, different to golf. But again, it's kind of having a hobby away from the sport that I already do, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's sort of let loose. And, and I, golf used to be my hobby and it used to be my release and uh, my mental health kind of release when, when I was younger. But now it's my job. So that it is a little bit more stressful and it does take up a lot of my time. So I would be interested in taking up anything else. Any suggestions, please, no problem. Tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was actually watching Sky Sports the other day and they were they were showing like um balloon a like a balloon world cup or something. You know the, the yes. game you play with you, you, you like throw the balloon up in the air but it can't touch the floor. Oh my yes, gosh, yeah. Yeah, there yes, was yes, an actual everyone's played that. <laughs> yeah so like people are like diving to the floor around different objects trying to keep this balloon up in the air oh in. my god It was wow. on Sky sports news the other day and they were actually speaking about that this tournament was going on and it's an actual sport so maybe you should try that this is
2: this is fantastic. <laughs> crazy. i think i think that's that's one for the weekend we got balloons in the house <laughs> you know i <laughs> doing yeah. that practicing that um actually <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> that's, i didn't know Fast yeah. walking would be one I'd like to try as well. Um, if you play golf, you know that you have to kind of walk fast between uh, shots. And yeah. I've always said I'm quite I, I'm quite a good fast walker. I actually yeah. did do it. So my sister's an ultra marathon runner and during the lockdown, oh, wow. the first lockdown. So the second one I was allowed to do, Um, I was allowed to play golf because I'm an elite athlete. The first one, it wasn't clear. So I didn't play golf in the first lockdown. It was a lovely break. But I started um doing almost like, your ultramarathon walk so we walked a lot of miles um i think i think we got up to about 20 miles where we walked in a day at one go oh, um, wow, and I really got into it and my sister was really really good with it but we did one in particular so nine and three quarters I'm obsessed with Harry Potter so I got a medal and you can do them all online so I got a medal that had like Harry Potter car in it and nine and three quarters in in two hours 14 which is walking and a lot of people run that so I actually think I would be quite good oh wow yeah so I'm actually thinking I could I could do fast walking once off, you know. On yeah. <laughs> yeah, pageant, but then again, after all the pageant walking and heels, I might not get to walk again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. really Pain hearted, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so obviously
0: you have accomplished then so much already this year, but do you have any goals now for the rest of this year going into 2022? I can't believe it's nearly the end of oh, 2021. Yeah.
2: Don't don't remind me. Yeah, there's there's big goals. There's I still want to go abroad. I haven't um I've p- p- played abroad but never in America. The plan was to go in November. Unfortunately, the funding was cut and um mm-hmm. I now won't be be going. Well, but that's not a it's not a bad thing. I think of it as a positive. I was the only British person chosen to go and do this 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 event. So um I think of it as, well, they chose me, so there's bound to be something happening after that. Plus even though that's gone, uh, for me, that meant that I could take part in another pageant, which originally wasn't going to be the case. So this, this is actually maybe the, the, the step or the next process I was meant to do. So obviously um, going abroad playing in America would be fantastic. I really want to get the opportunity to do that um, with the right kind of funding behind it. I want to open my own golf academy um, through sort of your C-Speak Save mental health. So that's the plan as well there. Um, and kind of continue my work in encouraging girls and, and, and um, although any of those with disabilities into the game, making it as inclusive as possible. There's plans with the Justin Roars series next year, and I'll continue to play those events. Um, but as of now, I'm kind of taking every, every day as it comes. I'd like to get more into broadcasting, and there's been some really nice job opportunities, potentially, crossing my fingers, that I've, <laughs> that I've <kind> of. <laughs> Um, with sort of your uh, golf monthly magazine and stuff like that. So hopefully more will come of these and um, I'll be able to be on the path that I really want to kind of, kind of get on. But truth is, I've done the one thing that I've always wanted to do, which is become a professional golfer and work in the golf industry. So anything extra it, it is a bonus for me. And, and now I've actually got a hobby. It's quite nice. It's nice to have the difference between the two. So yeah, we'll see I think yeah. the world's our oyster and if any opportunities come up you've got to grab them with both hands Gosh, they don't yeah. come up all the time and I think something my inclusive coaching has taught me is that how adaptable they all are and and how you know they never mourn or groan about anything they've been dealt in their lives so how can we mourn and groan about anything we've been dealt in our lives exactly we're very yeah. lucky we're very fortunate so Yeah, I'm I'm excited for what the year has to play. And cross fingers, no more lockdowns, please. Oh No,
0: I know. (laughs) Definitely not.
1: Well, it's been lovely to chat to you and to find out more about you and everything that you have going on. You would seem like a very busy person, but you want to make (laughs) a change and and we love that. And that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, so
0: when we come to the end of the podcast, we usually ask our guests just three Bit of a random question just to get to know you a bit more. <laughs> Brilliant. So my first my first question is if you could invite any three people in the world to a dinner party, who would they be and why?
2: Oh that's always a difficult one. Okay. So um I'd be I'd be a fool not to say a golfer. I'm gonna say a golfer that I've always loved but um Chichi Rodriguez. Not don't know how many people he's very he's an old school golfer. So um uh, okay. he, would, he would be one he's very cool. I think I'd want kind of his um experience in the industry. So I'd love that. Yeah. Zach Efron. Um I'd love a bit of Zach. Okay. Yeah. And if you're listening, Zach, I am single. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure oh you'll sure be listening. I'm sure, uh, they'd yeah, be I'm, listening sure, I'm, sure I'm sure this will find him when he's out filming in, in I don't know where he is. Tyler. I think. Uh, not, that I'm sure. not sure. Uh, but <laughs> no. not joke. So Zach Efron, he plays golf. He's good to look at you know mm. he'd be nice to, to have at a dinner party like he's got a good personality as well um and <laughs> then um <laughs> I know oh gosh so yeah, maybe just maybe just a dinner party me and Zach I don't know if I need <laughs> <laughs> no one else <laughs> I don't need anyone else just the you too. Um, but then yes I think I'd want to invite like a world leader or, or you know uh, maybe Barack Obama because I'd be curious cool. to know yeah um yeah, more about him, or, or even Michelle Obama. I think that'd be quite nice. But kind of, they come as a pair. I think. I don't think you could invite one with the other. Yeah, with they you, do. They come as a pair. So I think I'd want want to t- chat to them both because I think they've made progress in um, the work that they've done, and um, they're very inspiring people, and I think. If you're gonna you you become the people you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with people who want to make a difference, it'll inspire you to do the same. So that would be cool.
1: I agree. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. True, so true. Right. So the second question is, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I love
2: I I love Marvel. So you like literally like zipped into one of my favorite sort of things. Um, (laughs) now. It depends. So my I've always my, my answer is that I would want to have the ability to adapt to any situation. So in terms of basically if I was drowning, I'd be able to go girls, I'd be able to adapt oh, to any cool, situation. And yeah. that I That's get really cool. So um even just being able to if I'm in a situation and somebody says something to me. I will just know the answer because I'll be able to adapt the situation. So I'd I'd love kind of the ability to do that or touch somebody who's got power. It'd have to be a situation where everyone's got powers. Touch somebody (laughs) who's got powers and be able to absorb theirs so I can use it when I need it or I could have that bit of... um, Everyone always says sort of mind control as well. Mind control would be great, but I just just think you could go mad with it. You could literally Hmm. just... I think, yeah. I think you give somebody too much power and they end up becoming a crazy person. Well, yeah. I think I'd like the idea of being <laughs> yeah. able to attack the situation. Speed would be That's good. That's a good one. But, yeah. You know, I, I've always liked, I don't know, Mike, if you've ever seen a Magneto, Magneto, I always used to think, was yeah. My, yeah, but he didn't have that great of a power, but as the, the kind of X-Men have involved, I've kind of gone, he does, he has a re- everything's got metal in it. <laughs> 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 I didn't realise how much. Like everything's got metal in it he's actually very powerful so yeah I don't know yeah I think that would that would be a kind of adaptability which is such a yeah, good choice <laughs> no I think, that's, I think that's a really cool one
0: yeah it's a sensible one isn't it I think mm. you think you put a lot like, of girls
2: yeah I was gonna say why would I want to be invisible I think that's a very odd one to want to be
0: why blend
2: in when you were born to stand out i don't (laughs)
0: love that (laughs) our last question then is what is your favorite
2: quote and why
0: oh god
2: well um i was gonna give you a very marvel quote then Um, I was actually going to say, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And anybody who's a big fan of kind of, (laughs) (laughs) that is a Batman quote. But the only reason that's like, that's always been kind of one of my favourite lines is because I think it's very true. It's not really a quote in terms of, um, it's not really inspirational. It's more of kind of your, you know, Batman, I love it. But um, I think there's one where um, they say, it's something about dancing in the rain so it goes along the lines of i don't know if you've heard i think it. I know like, the one you're trying out. to get at yeah with the with the, with the yeah. End, with, um, sometimes it's not waiting about sometimes it's not about waiting not for the storm for to the pass. Rainbow. it's about oh, yeah someone, so sometimes yeah. i waiting for the storm to pass it's about um learning to live how to dance in the rain yeah. or learning how to dance in the rain so not waiting for the storm uh, yeah. to pass for dancing in the rain and i think that's a really good quote just purely because life isn't easy yeah <laughs> I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. you get shoved in situations that are just very difficult, or sometimes everything's going well, and then something gets thrown at you very quickly that makes you sad or upset. And 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 I think even just looking at COVID, I think everyone's had that experience with COVID. Um, But we've all had individual experiences that that has happened. I think it's very important to not lose ourselves in those moments and think, Mm. "Oh God, that's it." No, we can, we can, we can dance in the rain, and we can really just. We can progress. We can move forward, and we can push it. So I think that's always been kind of just keep going. So it's kind of that moving forward. There's a good one as well um, with Walt Disney, isn't it? To keep moving forward. I think he said all the time to just keep yeah. moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I just think it's so true. Just keep moving forward. Plus I love Disney. Who doesn't love Disney? Oh, I
1: love Disney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Everyone loves Disney. I'm sure. <laughs> I
2: love so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Happiest <laughs> place on earth, girls. Happiest yeah, place. <laughs> yeah, it is. Literally,
1: I love it. It's mad you said that, but you shouldn't wait for the storm to pass life is about learning to dance in the rain that's literally that's my favorite quote yeah it's my favorite quote ever
2: I just remember it's just sticking in my head well obviously didn't stick that well but sticking in my Mm. head a little bit it's one that my sister's always kind of said to me as well she's very good she's inspirational to me too so I've got very inspirational people around me which have helped And, and 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 that is the one quote that's kind of I think you've got to have Because life's not easy. Yeah, definitely. Never easy. I love it. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Really
1: enjoyed. We'd like to say thank you so much for listening to episode three of season two of She Has a Goal in Mind. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe, and also follow us on social media at a Goal in Mind Podcast for updates.